Hi, this is Ricky Stewart. And if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight. Not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Blake and the Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And once more joining us all the way from Hollywood, Los Angeles, is Hollywood Metal Neves. Hello, Matthew. Hello. That's a bit of Hollywood hype. It that's is weird. a bit of Hollywood hype. And it, you should all be, I know this is an audio medium, but he is wearing his John Hollywood Michael Housen pink jacket just to show that he's going to come to us with all the entertainment news we need of course we're coming to you apart from matthew isn't he's coming from hollywood because he's prestigious we're coming to you from the filthiest store in berry somewhere in the bowels of civic the location of which we will never reveal will we blake no never and we're coming to you with extremely dubious uh, support of the greenhouse the camper raiders number one fan forum get online and get engaging with people who, who love the camper raiders as much as you do and speaking of people who love the camper raiders as much as you do come into land speed records and get your CDs, your LPs, your clothes and all your audio technica gear also a sponsor of the show from people who do love the Cambraders as much as you do and if you're listening to this podcast I'm sure you love the Cambraders yeah, yeah and while, while you're on there listening whatever platform you're on, iTunes Spotify or there's a bunch of others I've never even heard of but we mm. seem to be on all of them now all of them. Um, subscribe, that way you won't miss an episode, you'll get a notification as soon as the next one drops, which is pretty regularly at the moment, I've got to say. Mm, mm. The aim is to come out late Wednesday, early Thursday, unless mm. there's a Friday night game when we will come out earlier in the week. But we should stress that we're very lazy people, <laughs> so anything could happen. Some of us, some of us are busy, you're busy, Pork, you're very busy. But yeah. also, let's support local business, you know, some of the sponsors of this show and some of the sponsors of the other podcasts, but you mm. know, I mean, I, uh, just saying, I don't know where the bowels are in some part of Civic, but being a, a Canberran from back in the day, I remember walking to Landspeed as a 16-year-old being nervous because all the cool kids used to go to Landspeed Records and being nervous about buying like the local they still do, album. They still do. I know. And it's just, it's honestly, Landspeed Records is an iconic place in Canberra that we all knew growing up. And uh, if you can get there, go in there here. and say day, man. I'm still here it's, somehow. It's, it's, it's well worth it. It really, really, really is. Do you want to hear something really pathetic if you want to start off? In fact, I'm going to call myself the Ask Clan of the Week because it only dropped to me two weeks ago what the name was. I always thought Landspeed Records was a play on Luke Skywalker's Landspeeder. Well, it can be. It can be. It's actually a Huskadoo album. But uh, speaking of uh, platforms and stuff... Do you actually pronounce it Huskadoo? There's an umlaut on there. Well, anyway. Isn't it Huska? Oh, maybe. Uh, speaking of that, the iTunes platforms, yeah, if you're listening on iTunes, jump on and give us a review, a rating review. We'd mm -hmm. love to hear from you. A couple recent ones are from MMN. Sounds like it's recorded in a filthy basement somewhere in the bowels of Civic, a location that would never be revealed. <laughs> Quality rate is banter. You don't get in many places. And the enthusiasm the pork puts into his intros to the segments is worth the price of admission alone. Thanks, Mum. Well, it's considering it's free to listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thanks, Mum. And look, she's really not very good with, you know, like... Um, and we got, another, we got one more here. It's from uh, George 0987T. I think I know who that is. Number three on the internet and number one in our hearts. This podcast has more guest stars than Ellen, more segments than Hey Hey, more drama than an episode of Married at First Sight, and more love for Ricky than the panel on 360, NRL 360. That's a good call. Uh, Blake Stradamus will tell you the future of the club, and while the pork will tell you that Elliot Whitehead will one day be a front rower. 
He's already packed down the front row this year. <laughs> he still <laughs> might. <laughs> I'm starting to come around. I think he might be. Look, am I am I Ricky Stewart's number one fan? Possibly. Possibly I am. It is possible, yes. It is possible that I am. Um, but yeah, so much to discuss. So much to discuss. And, you know, like, it, it's really hard for us to know where to start when Blake has taken the script away. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just guessing now. I could talk about pretty much anything I wanted. That's sort of the big news, the big event of the last couple of days. He said, just look at the script, people, on the screen. So I said this, and then it's covered with so many things that I can't possibly read it. The big news is the retirement of Josh Hodgson. I mean, when he limped off the field against the Sharks after six minutes or whatever it was, I thought, I oh, know he's done his ACL again. It had the definite look that he'd done his ACL again. We've seen it happen before. And, you know, initially the prognosis was it wasn't that bad. But it's turned out, yes, he does require another full knee operation. That's the end of him in green. And it's it's a very sad occasion. And, you know, he's been a favourite of mine over the last few years. Favourite of, I think, all of us on this show. I was going to say, the Hodges thing's been tr- tricky, right? Like, I, I, I know, like, you know, for instance, you... You know, you, you were, he was death a favorite of yours, but then, you know, last season, yeah, you kind of, not necessarily death riding him, but, but I think, you know, obviously Pork is, has um, some family affiliations with him and everybody, you know, and other podcasts and all Raiders fans have, at some point, he's probably been our favorite Raider, whether, whether he was last year or the year before. I think everybody that's a Raiders fan at some point in the last four or five years, without a doubt, Josh Hodgson's been your favorite player. And, I really thought this year was going to be really important. And I, I still do. Like, I, I'm I'm adamant that the way that we want to play wide off the ruck, his pass off the ruck, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it a lot. And I, I'm really sad. And I, and I, obviously, when the news broke and then we all heard it was going to be two or three weeks, um, you know, a couple of the, a lot of people that were death riding him last year thought this might be the Starling chance. But the way that we started to play this year, I, I thought, knew that was going to hurt us. And then when suddenly it's the rest of the season, I, don't, I think he's irreplaceable. Um, so I've, and I've gone back, and I'm sure a lot of Raiders fans have. We've gone back and looked at a lot of his footage, and and uh, the Green Machine podcast that came out yesterday, they went into their, you know, who's your favourite Raiders hooker over the last, you know, since the the side started. And most people, if if not every Raiders fan, will probably vote Boxhead. But I don't. I'm 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 Hodgson. I'm Hodgson. Mate, I have to say, I have to say, mate. Like, I, and I know it's kind of, I might be with you, man. Like, I'm. Boxhead, I, I grew up, I, bought, I was born in 79 and I I fell in love with the Raiders, you know, 87 and then 89. I was a 10-year-old kid and they won the comp. And I remember my brother, no one's going to know this, listen to this podcast, but the reason I'm an actor is because I played Wayne Pierce in his testimonial video. My brother's favourite rugby league player growing up was Wayne Pierce. And we they, they advertised in the Sunday Telegraph to play the young Wayne Pierce in a movie. And I mean, I'm, this is a completely aside, right? But I'll be, I'll try and be quick. And we sent my brother's picture away to the Telegraph, and he, um, he got selected he out of two thousand kids. He didn't, but he got selected out of two thousand kids to audition. And my brother's only eleven months younger than me, so we drove from Canberra after the Woden Valley Rams played Belcon United. We drove to Sydney for my brother to audition, and my brother doesn't care about acting. All he wanted to do was meet Wayne Pierce. And we went to the audition, and Wayne wasn't there. And I went up and I said, oh, um, is Wayne here? Is Wayne here? Can my brother meet Wayne? And the guy said, oh, no, but do you want to audition? And I did. And I got the part, right? And is, is this on, on YouTube? My, uh, can we, we find, can find this? It. <laughs> yeah, I will not. This is the bout. If you reveal where, the land, where, where we record this podcast, then I'll reveal where I did this thing, okay? There's, we'll, never, there's a... <laughs> we'll never reveal where we, we record the podcast. We will never will. 
Will we, Blake? Anyway, my brother went on to play, you know, Harold Matthews for the Raiders and play professional rugby union. He traveled the world. I became an actor. But my family kind of liked Balmain growing up. And I fell in love with the Raiders in 89. I was a kid, right? And it was in 89, Boxhead, Ricky, blah, blah, blah. And everything changed. But I've gone back and I've watched a lot of rugby league, man. And Boxhead was a great player in a great team with a with a great coach and a great structure. I don't know if if he would have had as much influence on the Raiders like Hodgson did. Hodgson no, came in. Not at all. And he, he changed us. And, and I know another podcast that we don't mention, or we do because they're good fellas, but another podcast, you know, they, they had a vote and they all said that it was, you know, it's it's Steve Walters and he's, you know, he's potentially a Hall of Fame player and blah, 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 blah. But I'll have to say, going back and looking at some of the things and how I felt about Hodgson, I, man, I, I'm, I think he might be the, if not the best player that we've ever had, He's, he's possibly the most influential hooker that the Raiders have ever had. 100%. It's a different it's a different game. You know, Steve Walters had a much simpler job to do. He wasn't the focus. He wasn't the main man. He was good at defense. He was good at scooting out a dummy half every now and then, but he wasn't kicking um, 40 size, His body was great, and it was accurate, and his pass off the ground was absolutely sensational. And he, attacking the line, I used to particularly love the bit where he'd get the guy in front of him, push him down, and then run over the top of him, and he called him, referred yeah. himself as the tractor in the hope that people stopped calling him Boxhead, which was a forlorn hope because his head does look like a box. But... <laughs> I, when I found out about Hodge, I teared up. Um, I got yeah, the me too, man. Himself, uh, teared up. I have never, out of all the players that I've dealt with at the Canberra Raiders, I've never got on with someone so well. I've never met... Sia Soliola is the only other person I, I would say that I've dealt with that I hold to the same extent of integrity um, that that Josh Hodgson has. You're throwing Alan Tung under the bus now. Oh, and Alan Tung. But that's holding a very... That's an incredibly high bar. If you're getting over the same bar that Alan Tung and C.S. Oliola are getting over in integrity, oh, my God, you've come, got it coming out your posterior. He's got that. Yeah. He had me sold from the moment he walked in the club, and he's never been anything but engaging with me. Um, yeah, you're right, and he did come, and he was there for my family on a particularly bad day earlier this year, and he turned up along with Sia, I may add, Ryan Sutton, and Jared Croker were, were also there, but he did turn up. Um, it's devastating. Um, there's so many things I could say about him, but instead I decided to sing it. Before you came Getting massacred every game Shadows of a team Face on the sideline Crying at full time The season went on Into the next game Just another loss Happy sports fans pass my way Looking in their eyes, I see a memory I never realized how happy you made me, oh, Joe. Well, you came and you made us a good team, but you near gave away, oh, Joe. Well, you led us and stopped us from losing, and we need you today, oh, Joe. 
I think you can hear the heartfelt emotion in that particular tribute, can't you, Blarko? You really, someone's really said that a lot of your references are very much rooted in like 1970s, 1970s culture. I think that's 1980s. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's 1980s. There you go. It has a real 70s, real 1970s feel. Well, if it's any consolation, I really only got interested in the song Mandy by Barry Manilow, on which that tribute is based. That's um, not 80s. It's got to be 70s. 70s right? Pretty sure it's 80s. Oh, whatever. But it's the, because of a Simpsons scene where um, uh, Homer is singing about Mindy in that particular mm-hmm. episode. And so that's when I actually found that. So it's anyway. Also but, featured an episode of uh, Angel, the popular spin off show. Right. From Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Popular. Yeah, my wife made me watch all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh, I was, and I was, I was about as happy with her about that as I was when she made me watch all of Offspring. Oh, well, Offspring's a fair show, but how does it go living inside Blake's head? Like, he remembers everything. Do you wake up yeah, and you just have mm, a headache mm. when you wake up? Because, oh, my Lord. Yeah. He does. He gets migraines yeah. and actual migraines anyway. Yeah. But I'm devastated that Hodjo's going, um, that he's out. Um, just loved him in everything that he did, him, his family, um, Kirby, I 1974, George. man. They've just been 1974. wonderful, wonderful. Oh, it all blurs when you get to my age, mate. Um, they've just been wonderful, wonderful inclusions for this club. I'm, I'm ter- I was sad to see them going to Parramatta. Going in this way is just horrific for everyone concerned. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, Parramatta fans would be questioning... Is he, uh, the, is he the best player the Raiders have ever had? No, I don't think he is. No, he's not. We're not saying but that. But he's definitely in the top 10, and he's my equal favourite ever Raiders yeah, he's, player. Yeah, look, his, his influence has been phenomenal. We don't make the grand final in yeah. 2019 without him. You yeah, know. We just we, we, it's, we, it's one of those ones, too, that is... He's one of those players that's also held the culture. You know, like if you think of Ricky, Ricky, Ricky is a figurehead for the club, but on the on the, who sets the standard on the field, and and uh, it was really sad, like living over here in the states and and watching all that you know three sixty nonsense that was going on last year, and all the splinters that were starting to be, you know, we were losing, so it was really easy, like what's happening to Balmain at the moment. And when they started attacking Hodjo and Hodjo's relationship with Ricky, and then you know the the chat forums started jumping on board, and the chat forums got bigger and bigger. What I what, all I've ever witnessed, Hodjo and Ricky, have all, they're very similar, and they've also they're all they're competitors, and I, I feel like they're probably best of mates too. You know, I'm, I'm sure Pork knows better than I do, and people try and talk about it fairly, but I, I'm I, I've always thought. Um, Hodgson's a great representative of the club and probably, you know, a winner. So I've, I've, I've you know, it's sad to see him go, but anyway. He is. The way he played with so much heart and spirit. I mean, there were times, um, you know, he's played so hard and I think that's probably been a factor in yeah. injuries. There were times when that sort of 2016 period when uh, Baptist was, Baptiste, what's his name? Kurt the Baptiste. Yeah. Kurt the Baptiste was coming off the bench and uh, Hodjo was going into lock or yeah, yeah. prop or whatever he was, and he was just absolutely taking those just full-on dirty carries. And I was thinking, this is not how you treat a Ferrari. Yeah, you know, I admired the fact that he was going so hard and you know, he'd get his in position they to win. They tough in Yorkshire. But I think playing that style mm. ultimately took its there toll. You go. Yeah, it did, but it's also also some bad, bad news. Look, you've got to think about how we're going to replace him. And look, big news is that Jared Croker has is, is been named in reserve grade to come back in the curtain raise this weekend. So we'll see how he goes. Will he? I mean, he got named a couple of weeks ago and he yeah. did actually. So. If he comes up, there there are a lot of talk now, the back, the slip disc, the knee and stuff. Will he be medically retired? The only way there's going to be any deal done for replacing Josh or bringing anyone to the squad is really a medical retirement. And he's really the only one. 
yeah. um, that that's there. And obviously, My, personally, he's I still... hope that he comes back and he can play. And, and you said it the other other week, Matt. You thought he's going to come back and have a good season. He had a dream. I'm really hoping that proves to be right. Um, but I had a dream that Josh Hodgson was going to win the Dalian this year. <laughs> and, uh, I, a, I think I, I think dream. I just that had a dream, dream a second ago gone. that Josh and Ricky were mates too. So maybe 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 we're all. <laughs> but um, no, dreams are free, man. Dreams are free. It's a good thing you can't bet on the Dalians anymore after uh, a very good after thing. whatever that accountancy firm leaked yeah. a couple of years ago. There's, there's no market on. I the put Dalian, a bet. So no, 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 I put a bet on uh, Jack White and winning the Dalian that year in January. I put like a hundred bucks. Jack at like 25 to 1 and then he won the Daly M but they cancelled the betting like a week before even though the bet I put on was nine months earlier oh really yeah 100% I thought he was gonna that's spectacular because he won the Clive Churchill the year before I thought now he's primed and he was he was looking great but um yeah. well you got it right no but obviously Although Nathan Cleary not getting three votes in that last match was interesting yeah. um but yeah no, but regardless of that big red Corey he's extended. Also, he's extended another we, two we years. We sort of flagged it that um yeah it's two within a, with an option of a third. We sort of flagged that the resigning was coming last week after the CHN news. Uh, great news, mm-hmm. like we said, he's someone that you know we would have thought would be in potentially in the sights of the Dolphins, who still haven't sold that signed that many players. Tom Starling is the next one that remains unsigned, the next piece of the puzzle, and hopefully we'll have him locked in soon. I mean, I did check in; the Dolphins are yet to sign a hooker. Yeah, unless we can't race, they, m- they might be announcing the hooker today. You know, Melbourne are announcing their three signatures today, probably as we're speaking right now. Um, they, there's a deadline on right. Munster, Grant, and um, uh, uh, it's Hughes, so they've got to sign today. So maybe I think they're going to sign maybe two of those three. But personally, well, apparently it's it's Munster and Hughes. Uh, Mu- sorry, Munster's the yeah. other one out. Yeah, they've offered him I less. Think he's going to go. Munster would be the one I'd um, Grant, go out of those three. In no no question at all. He'd Grant, the they've offered a million bucks, and Hughes, I don't think see going. So Munster, I still think will stay. Oh, I but think he's Munster's going. To I think Munster's going to go, and I think Reese Walsh might go, and then I think maybe Nick Clockstart might end up at, at Warriors. But any, but when it comes to the horse, the horse, um, I mean, it's not a big deal because you don't really need to eat your own words on a podcast, but. Um, personally, I'd like to, you know, say that I was wrong last year. I remember saying on a, on a chat with you guys, maybe, I don't know if it was on the pod or whether it was on our little group chat, but, um, that I thought maybe the game had moved past horse. He was our best player of the weekend. He laterally mm. moved. He was quick and he, and he 100%. looks like some of the, you know, the, I suppose the, the way that we've changed our uh, conditioning this year, he's benefited maybe the most, you know, I think he's maybe taken a step ahead. He looked determined. He's taken a step ahead of Gula. Gula, I thought might've been the one that might step up for us. Gula Gula looks like he's stuck and Horsburgh played well. He he was able to look, he was able, and and Horsburgh was able to look at the line and a couple of times he shifted to the left, to the right. And and he's always got that offload. So I'm really glad that we locked him down. Um, I was, I was shocked to see Gula retain his spot ahead of, uh, Ryan Sutton. Yeah. Ryan Sutton this week, and I think it told us all what we all suspected, that Ryan Sutton is officially dead to Ricky, and he will not be appearing in first grade anytime soon. I don't know about that. Because, I mean, you mentioned Matt. You mentioned Matt a couple of weeks ago. Gore, the play the ball oh, thing. Mate. Oh, my every, God. It, once it, once a game again. or every two games, he'll do it. But, uh, uh, but I, I mean, it'll come down. To... And then he gets up, and he's got this confused look yeah, on his face. He does it every game. And it's like, mate. He does it every game. You do it every week. But I'll, I'll, that'll be that'll come down to my yeah. last turn of the week because, you know, I don't want to overreact. You know, like, we don't want to be one of those teams that has a really good off-season and pre-season and plays great in the trials that you did and then in the first round. And then suddenly a couple of things go against us, you know, in that second week. And every, we, we can't overreact. Teams that overreact, they lose their course. 
Oh, I know, I know. Look at Manly last year. Look at Man- Obviously, they had Tommy Turbo come back. But yeah, but they. Know. Yeah, yeah. Look, and we can't. But the most important thing that has to happen more than anything else is we win this week against the Titans. There is nothing more important than the Raiders can do right now to make sure everything settles down than win this match against Absolutely. the Titans. Winning it with some sort of good structure and authoritatively would be the best thing, but two points is the most important thing. Two points, and all of a sudden, the media jackals that are circling, and they're always circling around the place, will look for different carrion. They'll be going for Madge Maguire. They'll be yeah. going for uh, I don't think Demetrio. Really, I don't They'll be think going for Dez. Really, They'll be going for... I don't think the media's really circling on Ricky or turn on Ricky. It's the fan base they're upset. No, I mean, the lose West this talk- weekend, they'll be straight down to the Raiders. They'll, they they'll- might. Have, we might even see Bulldog Richie turn yeah, up. Yeah, but again. Th- but this weekend's this weekend's going to be a really interesting game because it's it's gonna it's gonna come down to a philosophy and who wins that philosophy. Like if you think about the way that the Raiders were trying to gear their entire club and team towards 2019 and compared to now, and look at the way that the Gold Coast Titans are. Gold Coast are willing to win a game 40 to 38. They don't care. Yeah. They've got a young team. They're going to just shoot out. Look what happened with them in Parramatta and then on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I yeah. agree, and that's their biggest risk because they'll attack you from anywhere and they'll have a go and they'll chance their arm. The reverse side of that is they'll let in exactly. tries. And, and that's the thing. So the number one thing we have to get right this weekend is probably the one thing we didn't get the wrongest against the Cowboys because we got virtually everything wrong against the Cowboys. But the one thing that was least to blame was defence. Yeah. The one thing that was actually okay with the amount of ball we gave them, with the amount of field position oh, we look, gave them, and I mean, with the dreadful fifth tackle options, I, I can't remember seeing worse ones. Um, with the dreadful fifth tackle options, with the ball handling, um, with uh, the way we ran our attacking plays, um, the the thing that was the least bad was the defence. Yeah. That's the thing that has to be the best this week again, the defence, because if we shut down what they've got. It gives us more time to go. I mean, as, as, as terrible a game as poor old Matt Frawley had, the shoeman, the got shoeman. hit so hard in one tackle, he, he literally lost his shoe. <laughs> uh, but he made every single one of his yeah, tackles. And some of them he was only just dragging down by the bootlace. But he, he had, made them. you know, he's not quick enough again. He lacks a lot of attributes to be a first grade half. But. You can't question his toughness. Well, he's coming he in as a reserve on... hooker this weekend. So, but let, look, let's look at the uh, let's look at the team list. We start off with C and K at the back. He cannot play worse than he did no, last week. That's and the everyone worst is game. allowed a bad match. C and K had it. He has had his bad match. He's been fantastic servant for us. Everyone's allowed a bad match. That's his. No one's allowed to pile on him. Kotrich has been named. Will he play? I hope so. God, we need him back. We really missed him. He'll be on the outside of Matt Tomoko, who three knees did okay. No, I thought he was... He was who, one how of, many knees? Too bad at you. How many knees? Yeah. Three knees. We're bringing three knees Thank back. Thank you. It's, it's Matt, three, three knees. knees yeah, three knees. Let's just repeat that. And if I say that enough, then um, Blake will give me back my uh, cat. Yeah. <laughs> which is holding hostage <laughs> while I try and rack up three knees, which doesn't belong to Michael Hancock. It belongs to Matt Tomoko. You heard that here. After first. 20 years have passed, every nickname Exactly. Why, the Brick again. With you Eyes still is owned by Glenn Lazarus. It will never be owned by anybody Did I else. guys tell you the story how we got a message about my partner was selling some um, pots on Facebook Marketplace? And she's like, does Glenn Lazarus spell his name with two N's? And I was like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, so he, wanted, he was going to come over from Queenbean and have a look at the pots, but he didn't Two show pots. Up. So they're still available, Glenn. If you're yeah, but is, 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 it, is it King there. Wally? Is it King Rick. LeBron? Is it King Gutho? So, no, it's all of them. So it's three uh, knees to uh, It's King Wally. No, no, no. Only the Parramatta people. What about King, what about King, King LeBron? We call him something. It's, it's, 
It, in Parramatta, he's got a, an extra name at the front of that, which is Wayne. Um, so, you know, that, that's the difference. So then we've got Semi-Velamite. There's a lot of people calling out for him. There was errors. There was can missed you, tackles. Did, Things can you just hear something? Beep, beep, beep. It's the sound of the semi-trailer backing up and I'm getting off it. Yeah, right, right. Getting I'm, off. I'm off the semi-trailer. Off the yes, semi-trailer. I can't it could wa- be a one-man. I can't wait to be the guy that's right in this podcast because the semi-trailer is going to drive over both of you. He is, he's, anyway. It's unstoppable. Oh, I want him to succeed. I want he's, him to succeed. I'm starting to worry whether he's going He's to going him. down a hill. He's lost his brakes. <laughs> this is game three. At most, he's got game five with that Not true. That's just the way it goes. Ricky will be, Ricky will be more than fair, but there comes a point. Uh, the saviour. Oh, my God. It's, he's back. It's so good that he's back. Jordan Rapiner, he's back. If there's one winger in the comp that can inspire a whole team, yeah. they can pick them it up and, Cody you know, Ramsey. drag them along and say, come with me, boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He did, well. <laughs> he did do quite well. He's so much better than he was last year. No, but it's Jordan Rapiner. Um, the guy's an inspiration. He is. And, you know, he's last year's uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork 2021 Player of the Year. He still has six... $20 land no, records. they vouchers. got all voided. Terms and conditions. When he went DUI, they're all voided. There's, oh, uh, there's right. behaviour course. He brought land speed. He now owes you money. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Now we understand that. In uh, the halves. Should we just cover who was player of the match for last week against the Cowboys? I'm going Big Red. Matt agrees with me. So whatever you say doesn't matter. So yeah, Big Red. I actually, and I know no one else, no one else has said this. And I was looking at the votes up on the, on the greenhouse when I was going there. Um... I thought Whiten, if we had a chance yeah. in that match at all, I thought it was Whiten. I thought he typical, still played you know what you good sound football. Like? You sound like a typical member of the press that just automatically gives the three points to the big man. No, no, no. How many times last year did I put in for he, who's got a lift? I will call good form when I see good form. I think Whiten looks sharp. No, I, any friends we would have I watched, won. I mean, I watched that. I watched that game, and then I and then I jumped on every form. And I looked at all of the chit chat, and then I watched the game again today. And Whiten played well. And I don't think that many people... It, it, the game wasn't as bad as what people are making out. It really wasn't. We had a great... No, it re, it re, honestly, Pork, I can see your face right now. It wasn't, you know, like we had some mistakes. It was 30, you know, it was 30 degrees. It was 75% humidity. We we didn't... Com- 58% completion. 56. And then... No, I but, was... I was oh, I'd gone eight. into that mode of, it's just a game of football. Yeah. Soon summer will come and I can start following cricket. That's where I'd gone yeah, but no, but, after that match or during that match. But we had, you know... And, and Matthew said to me, why are we turning off the match? It's not over. And I said, oh, it's over. No, I watched it at the end. I always watch it at the end. No, but I it, had to put him to bed. Five minutes before up. the game, I had a bad feeling. I know, but I also like we did. We didn't have our meter readers playing. We had Chris playing out of position was a mistake, and you know a lot of people are calling for seeing case. But a lot of people are calling for seeing case replacement, and I just want to say this. I mean, maybe we can get into this later, but the way that seeing case playing, he's a link man. Savage isn't able to be able to play that that link man. Savage is a finisher. He's a runner. He's a pure runner. And all of these foreign people that are jumping up and down and trying to call for seeing case replacement, they're too they're premature. Anyway, we can move on, but. And I'm premature in more than one way, I would imagine, too. Look, um, I, I think the calls to get CNK, you know, moved is people trying to trying to sort of come up with a solution to get rid of one of the centres, because really only one of the centres is, deserves to be there is Matt Tomoko. And the other thing is people want to see Savage involved. Yeah, but they're not looking at the way that we're playing. And the way that we're playing is we're using CNK as a bit of a link man. He's not just a pure runner. But anyway. But he's never been he's never been a link man in the past. No, I mean, we're trying to manufacture him into a link man this year. Anyone who thinks moving CNK out of foot 
out of fullback is the answer for the Raiders is the sort of person I want to do real estate deals with <laughs> because you're going to get a deal when they're making stupid decisions like that. Xavier needs to come in. It's going to be on the wing. That's where yeah, it's going to be. If you've got Kotrick and Rappiner on the two wing spots, yeah, well, we're not d- dumping either of those from wing. And that's maybe exactly why. Uh, I would have played Savage last week. That's that's my view. I would have played him last week without any shadow of On the of wing, doubt. ahead of Chris. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would have. Without a shadow of doubt. But I know what Ricky was thinking there. He was thinking about the return, the hard ball carry, which is what he was losing with Kotrich coming off, and he was looking at getting that. Now, I think when Chris did have the ball and held the ball and caught the ball, his metered gains were what Ricky wanted out of him. The problem was there was other aspects of the game that weren't so crash hot. And and we were talking about it. When Chris got in the clear, when that cut-up yeah. ball came across, he got in the clear, he didn't pin his ears back and go and say, it's me one-on-one one versus yeah. the fullback, and I'm much bigger than that guy. He slowed down and waited for support to come. And in that moment, the match was lost. If he pins his ears back and goes, and that little fullback, Hammer is fast... Yeah. But it doesn't mean he's going to take him down and says, come on and come and get some. I am the new Mal Meninga. That play is on because all of a sudden those people come was calling for it. Stuff White was calling for because Chris, shouldn't have stopped. He Chris, did, Chris did make the most metres out of all of our backs. So, you know, it's those decisions that it's mm. tough. And and why? Because they were kicking to him but and it, that was all kick return yeah. metres. But all his metres as well, well, half his metres would have been from that one run. We got past. Yeah, because we didn't yeah, make many. There wasn't. Wasn't. But I did rewatch the game, and I, I, I implore a lot of Raiders fans, if you can, to watch it back. It's not as bad as you think, so we don't need to jump off the bandwagon just yet. I know, you know, a lot of people are. You're going to be asking me to watch the '91 Grand Final again, and I haven't, and I there never will. No, I've watched it again. I haven't, I've watched and it I again. never will. I've it watched it again, and you know what? We don't, we don't talk about enough about the '91 Grand Final. Mal's shocking goal kicking cost us that game. What cost us? There's a point in the 91 Grand Final, it's still emblazoned in my mind, where all of a sudden Ricky Stewart dummied one way, dummied another. All the Penrith fans went for the dummy. He found himself in space and could not run. Yeah, and I run. knew we'd lost. <laughs> and from that moment, I knew we'd lost. Anyway, bugger that. Um, halves, we got Jack White and we got Brad Schneider returning from COVID. God, let him have a good second game because the first one was pretty good. Let him have a good, as good a one as that. With, um, with Schneider... Um for feeder, he for feeders on the left, isn't he? For the yeah, for the Titans, is that right, mate? Yeah. Uh, no, I think for feeders on the right, isn't he? I think uh, they moved him over oh, there. Firmus oh, playing down right. the left. Ah, so he's yeah. running at, at wide. Well, that's okay. yeah, that's that's a much better scenario. Yeah. Um, but then we got Papali'i and Tarpane in the front row. We got Tom Starling in the hooker position. Um, then we've got Hutto Young, nicely sinbin. I thought that sinbin was pretty light on. It, it was. was light on. It I watched was. it again. Very... It was very light on, and he was the guy was nowhere near. The I know ball. there was. Yeah. Re- I think it was. Re- I think there was repeat infringements played no, as much apart. No, there that wasn't. One. But I, I no, looked back wasn't. and I thought because that was the death knell. No, of the there match. wasn't repeating infringements when he went off. That's when it was, it was literally gone. just okay, as soon well. as you put your hand out. Like it's really easy for the referee to say it's a professional foul, even though he was he was fifteen yards from the ball and Nicholas Hostat was there. It was a penalty, and that was enough. But no, I wasn't. Yeah, 100%. I wasn't even sure. It was I don't, but that whole CHN is into the second row with Hutto, and uh, he scored a try, <laughs> um, and that was good. And people were calling for, him, calling him for man of the match. I didn't think so, but that's all right. Elliot Whitehead will definitely enjoy being down in the cooler climates of Canberra. Um, then on the bench, we've got Matt Frawley in 14. We've got Emre Goulder in 15. We've got Adam Elliott in 16 and big red Corey Horsburgh in 17. The 18th man once more is uh, Xavier Savage. Um, on we'll get to the extended bench later for the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, for can we the... discuss? Can we discuss the the 
bench for the Canberra Raiders. Matt Frawley at 14 was the most shocking call. I think the one that's really left everyone, yeah, well, stunned. If, if there's shocked, a smoke screen there, surprised. it's going to be Trevelyan comes on there. But why would you? No, he's 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 named Frawley. They've decided that Frawley is the backup hooker. You know, aren't imitating life in the off season when there was talk of Josh Hodgson um, going to the Tigers, who apparently, according to Hoops, did a medical on him and decided his knees were too shot to I sign. Doubt that. But when there was talk that we were gonna when we were gonna um, sign uh, when he was gonna leave, it's saying who's gonna be the backup hooker. I trolled people online saying that Sam Williams was training to be the backup hooker and he was gonna put on um, ten kilos in the off season and then you know come on and, and use his pace around the ruck. Uh, I wasn't that far off from what the team had planned. There's been a, a plan for Matt Frawley to be the backup. Yeah, but that's probably be, but that's probably because Trevelyan's played very little rugby league over the last eighteen months, you know. And, and... Yeah, but, but 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 how does how does how do these young guys get better by playing? You know, not playing. They're not. None of them are going to improve by not playing. You know, I know now he can go back to reserve grade and play a full game, and that's what they'll tell you. But Matt Frawley is the backup hooker. What's he going to do? He's not going to be able to come on and play the starling role. I inject his pace around the ruck he has no but he's not he's not just playing the backup hooker he's playing the backup utility that's clearly he's there for to be cover for hooker halfback 5-8 you know like and i and i think and that's it if that's the way it's going to go we're going to see frawley start the match for the big the big hits at the beginning and then starling come on which is that's a possibility is is the way we'll see it or alternatively we're going to see trevelyan come in the the other thing is starling come back to the think back to the first trial right matt think back to the first trial the only reason we got to see what trevelyan and Schneider could actually do mm-hmm. was because of Sam Williams got COVID. Eh. Because in the first trial, they named Matt Frawley hooker. Yeah. And Sam Williams was at, at half ahead of Trevelyan. Or, well, no, he was in the halves, wasn't he? And then CNK got moved to the halves. Well, we'll get to the extended bench because that is a very important segment and probably one of the but, most popular, if not the most popular. I know. Is, looking so. at the stats, Trevelyan had, th- had three errors. I'm not sure what they were. They he had him did, down as having three did, errors. But I still but liked when what he, I saw. When he came on, right, the, the first minute he's gone to dummy half and he's thrown like a nice, good, wide spiral pass. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you... Starling didn't throw one of those for the first 60 minutes of the game. Yeah, no, I'm sold. I and, think he should be there and Starling. That's my view. Matt's whole thing is we're playing with this width. Yeah, I mean, if you look at... Yeah. Starling can't deliver it. I mean... If you look at some of the way that, that you know, like Melbourne Storm played the last, I suppose, two or three years with Cam Smith is the width off the ruck. And that's one of the things that the the Bunnies struggle because, you know, Cookie hasn't got the, the greatest pass and Reed Marnie's pass is incredible yeah. for Parramatta. It allows so much more time for their halves and... How do you how do you feel as a Parramatta fan knowing that you're letting go the second best young hooker in the, the game? We can agree after Harry Grant, Reed Murray yep. is the second best young hooker in the game, and you're replacing him with a 33 year old who's done his ACL three times in four years. Well, for a starter, I wouldn't be bagging out Josh, so you can all go to hell. Now let's look at the um, the Titans list. They've got young Jaden Campbell at the back. Um, his defence one on one isn't magnificent, but his bloody attack is stellar. Yeah. His attack is stellar. He's fast. He's going to have a go every time. He's a We're going to be risk. very vulnerable. It's going to be like He's that, getting that better that every Will, game. It's too. going to be like the Will Kennedy you know, thing. We're going to be very vulnerable in the centres. Talking about getting better every game, did you watch Phillips Army play last weekend? Yep. And if you did, you saw how a winger should play. He was absolutely fantastic. His defence was immaculate. His attack was fantastic. He turned quarter opportunities into tries. I was very impressed with him. Brian Kelly in the centres, um, he's meat and potatoes, but he's been doing well. No, he he's, always does. He's, he's his one of those question players. is his defence. I would have thought it was his attack, but it's actually his defence that's He's been... one of those players. He's not that big for a centre, but he always 
plays well against us. He's one of those average players. But he's been playing well. I've watched both of their matches, and he's been very good. In attack, his his tap on passes, his quick passes to his wingmen have been great. Patrick Herbert has also been very solid. Um, On the other wing, they've got Greg Marziu. Now, he can be good and he can be ordinary. It'll be interesting to see. I'd say we're going to see a lot of kicks coming down to his side because I sure as hell wouldn't be going down to um, Philip Sami on his present. We've got Alexander Brimson, AJ Brimson, back into their 5'8". We know what he can do. Um, and then young Toby Sexton, the person who they forsook Jamal Fogarty for, he's been playing good football. The kid looks assured. He's got a great kicking game. He's organising. Um, his defence is actually pretty damn good. And he's going to have a go. Now, his cutout pass, especially to his left, a la Jerome Luai, is a mm-hmm. beaut. It's an absolute beaut. Um, there's not much you can do about it um, because he'll suck all those players in and give that guy a run to the line. Um, watch out for that. So we're right up against it there. Then, this is where things start to get a little bit better for us. The front line, they got Fodawaka, they got Aaron Clark locking uh, in at hooker, and they got Isaac Liu. Now, Isaac Liu looks a little bit demotivated since he's left the Roosters. But we still know we can do. Fodawaka... We had, we signed one of those once. We did. Um, and he gave away a penalty by going to Ryan James's <laughs> back. And that was the last time we saw him in first grade. Do we call... Uh, quick... Tri- um, I just remember... I just people remember. out there, can you remember who that ex-Roosters player was who gave away that penalty? I'm sure, the I'm sure, the they, I'm sure they all can. But when he signed, uh, there was a story in the Canberra Times that basically he said in the story how sad he was that he was... Leaving the Roosters. Yes. He'd been forced out. He obviously had a relationship with Rick like a few yeah, days, yeah. like Sarah did. But uh, yeah, he was. the article was basically him saying how sad he was to leave the Roosters. Yeah, but yeah, he had well, a couple good games. He, he had, a, had couple a couple until he did that. And then it was all downhill. And then it was the pine. And then it was transferred. So it was all gone. Bye-bye. Um, pop quiz. Who was that player? Or you Blake in the porklets. Um, so Fodawaker, actually, we know is capable of big stuff. Yeah, good player. Um, he's a pretty good player. Second row, we've got David Fafita. He can rip us apart or we can not see him. Or everything in between. We don't know what we do know. It'll be interesting when to... he's on. The bloke can rip us apart by himself. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he comes up against um, Geordie Raps at any point. Yeah, you have right. to think this. <laughs> they're oh, going to lock horns at they're some point. Come together. <laughs> then we got Bo Fermo. Now I've had no raps on this bloke at all, but the starting two matches this season have made me think. Eh, you know, his defence can be suspect, but he's actually improved out of sight as a player since last year. Then locking the scrum, they've got Big Tino Famasali. Um, don't doubt him. Tino is one of those players that actually leaves the yeah yeah he leaves the the, the storm and he doesn't dip. He is what he was there. He's probably better. Um, big fan. Great of his. great great player. Joe Tarpany and Tino mm. separated at birth. Are they mysterious half brothers? Maybe they are. That that actually makes a lot of sense. You know, I never have seen them together. <laughs> Maybe yeah. they're the same guy. My God. You heard it first on Razor View with Blake and the Paul. Have you never noticed how similar they look? I've never seen them together. That's what I'm more scared about. Okay, Will Smith. And now he's had more clubs than the Deltones, but, you know, he's a handy player. I would have, I actually, when we were looking at, you know, 14s that were on the market potentially, and I was thinking we need to look at a 14 uh, to bring in for this season, Will Smith was one of the ones I thought, you know, we could have a look at. But. Mm. Because there was talk and of... Pe- that's why we're the third most popular <laughs> well, Raiders podcast. It's opinions like that that just can't be beat. You don't think he would have played last week somewhere? No, I don't think he would have played last week because I don't think he'd ever get picked up. We've got Sam Lasone, um, who we all know is a very handy player. Uh, Jamin Jolliffe, look, my 
my jury's still out on Jolliffe. I don't know one way or the other where he's, he's there or not. And then Kevin Proctor. I think his best days are beyond him. But oh, we all he's... know he can go the squirrel grip quite well. No one knows it better than Geordie Rupps, though, where he really got in there and gave him a good plan. And then party to the private bin. Yeah, I didn't even get... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Cube. It cube, was it? No, it was, no, it was, it was cube. out the back of the Sydney building. No, it was Cube. He'd been at Cube. Um, yeah, but I it was, was out actually the back out, of the Sydney building. It was the night. I'd actually, I was actually out in Civic that night because it was the night of the Australia played New Zealand on a Friday night at Bruce Which, Stadium. It's why they were there. Yeah, I know, 100%. Okay, good. Just as long as we're drawing the dots there. So now it's time for the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Well, for the Raiders, we have Ryan Sutton. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure why he's there because I'm not sure he's ever going to get played. I'd be playing him, but, you know, I am biased towards Lancastrian. We've got Trevelyan. I still think there's a smoky he'll come in. We've got Sebastian Chris. I think something's going to have to go wrong for him to come back in this week. We've got Sammy Williams, who's going to be there because Sammy Williams is always going to be there. Mr. Reliable. We've got Trey Mooney, who certainly, if things don't he's start going on the right door. for people like an Emre Gula soon, we're going to be seeing him sooner rather than later, and so we should. Young Harry Rushton, keep hearing good things about him. We'll be seeing him in the curtain raiser. So let's let's see how young Harry goes. And, of course, young Xavier Savage, who will be wearing the 18. On the extended bench for the Titans, we've got Isan Masters. Again, he's now, what is he, fourth club? Mm-hmm. Third club. So he's gone West Tigers, North Queensland Cowboys, the Titans. I saw when he was the West Tigers that he was a handy old player. Jared Wallace, how the mighty have fallen. Has he been injured or is he just... Just I that far absolutely down no idea, but last season was not his best. Sam McIntyre. Uh, last season, it tw- was all right. Last season, I don't right. think so. Sam McIntyre in the twenty-one, I think, is a relatively handy player. Jermaine Asako, who in between going to his new club, has actually gone over to the Titans for the rest of the season, been released by the Broncos. Yeah. So they've decided they're not investing any more time or effort in young Jermaine, and they're sending him off. I think that's probably a bit hasty from them. But having said that, maybe he's pissed Paul off. They've got a bloke called Paul Turner, who I've never heard of in the twenty-three. Looks like a good-looking young rooster. Then we got Sosefo Fafita in the 24. Don't know much about him, but number 18 and their 18th player is Herman S.A.S.A. And previously from the Broncos, previously from the Knights, now with the Titans. He's a handy player. They've got a decent squad, obviously with a great coach in Holbrook. And, you know, he's able to bring in some pretty good players like Asako and S.A.S.A. I think Asako's there to cover uh, Jaden Campbell at fullback. He's, He's picked up a couple of niggles in the first month of rugby. and That might be the case. And I, that's, that's the and one of their weaknesses. the weakness, Titans also have another... Anyway... Titans have another advantage in the fact that also on their extended bench is referee Chris Sutton who will be taking the match. So, yes, and uh, so that's that's not fantastic. Although Phil Henderson, he of the calling um, uh, Vulavanu out in the semi-final down in Melbourne that year when he wasn't, so we all owe Phil Henderson a beer. People. I know Phil. We'll I've known Phil since lines. he was born. Phil's old man. Uh, Plastic, his name was, used to be a referee and played rugby league with my dad at the Woden Valley Rams. So I've known Phil Henderson since he right. was um, literally born, actually. Well, we, we all owe him a beer for that call because that was a yeah. good call. Thank you very much, Phil. It was about time the Raiders got one because it was always the storm. It was nice that we got one. So that was great. So there's your extended bench. I am going to give that extended bench to the Raiders because I think we got first graders on there. Yeah, we got guys that probably should be in the, the actual starting lineup, half of them. Yeah, but right. To, but, but you have to um, give credit to Holbrook and the, the Titans. They've built a squad. You know, they're for a, for a team that looked really thin on maybe two years ago. Um, oh, yeah, no, I agree. But I still think they've got too much money in Fafita. Yeah, they, they might. And, 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 he's, and it's, it's the old... We need to attack Fafita. We really do. Because... In, in, uh, Aaron, Aaron Clark is not a great number nine. They haven't had a good hooker 
Titans. Oh, they the captain they had the Mitch last Rain. time, not the last time they were in the finals. No, 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 no. Um, Jake Friend. Uh, no. God, I can't remember his name, but he was a good player, and they made the finals. They had a good in 2016, and he was there, and he no, no, it was a guy. I can't remember. God, I can't remember his name. He was good. The guy um, that got busted with coke. No, that was half he, the team. He was clean. <laughs> with most of it. No, he was clean. Bo, well. somebody, Bo, somebody no, got no, busted I'll with come coke. Up with the name. Um, but uh, look, we might have been very calm about the team list and the prospects for this match, but I'll tell you someone who's not calm. It's Arnie J, and it's time to rip in with Arnie J. Rough day for Raiders fans with another long-term injury to a key position. Add to that an absolutely diabolical performance on Saturday night. What an absolute disgrace. Moving forward this week versus the Titans, their stats look really good compared to ours, certainly compared to last week. The all-run metres for the Titans, 1,893 versus the Raiders, 112. Post-contact metres, 559 versus 363. Average set distance, 44 metres versus 35. Some other key areas for the Raiders this year that needs to improve. Our handling errors average, we're second on the ladder, which is not a good thing, at an average of 13 handling errors a game. Our kick return metres, we're down the bottom, we're coming last, 95 metres a game. Panthers are up the top with 218 metres a game. We need to significantly improve in that area. The line breaks. Again, we're down towards the bottom at two and a half line breaks a game. Sharks are on top at seven. So we need to cut the errors. The wingers need to lift and the forwards need to run straight and hard. If we do this, we might be competitive this Saturday night. Oh my God. He's, <laughs> we need to tell him to tone it down. Do you know Arnie's coming? He's coming down to Canberra. Yeah. This weekend, so yeah. lock up your daughters, yeah, and your Arnie's and your coming. puppies. Yeah. Arnie's coming to town, and he's he's going to be tearing a new one in Canberra. Yeah, and he's bringing honey as well. He's bringing honey, and it's fantastic. And here's some good news: there will be a competition coming up for all you Blake and the Portlets out there, which will have some stunning prizes in it. First off, there will be a Land Speed Records T-shirt. Just for you. There could there. be there could be an audio technical turntable. It as well. could be an audio technical. There will be a personally signed eight by ten glossy of Hollywood Matt Neves in there. <laughs> this Absolutely is news to me. You better believe there you it. go, ladies and gentlemen. You yeah, get a well, photo of my old mug. Congratulations. Yeah, an eight by ten. There will be some of the porks famous jalapenos which if you talk to the Holla. shark yeah are just absolutely the bomb there will be arnie jay's honey in there there will be arnie jay's honey in there and of course the shark one of his lps so that's just you can be... play it on the audio technica turntable and you can play or it not. on the audio technica now lord Funkington is yet to reveal exactly what he's putting in but you can be guaranteed it's gonna be special and our thoughts are with lord Funkington, who tore his uh he did a christian welsh uh, he's taken his achilles out and he's on all sorts of endos so he apologizes for not ripping in to the north queensland cowboys in a preview last week uh he assures you that he apologizes that us not winning by 56 was not on him but we all know it probably was um but he's there but you know Arnie J, he's going off again. But you look out, once myself and Blake have argued enough about what the competition's going to be about, we're going to announce it, and it's going to be big, and it's going to take us all to the second most popular Raiders podcast on the We're about Internet. consolidating. This year's consolidating. Yeah. 
we've rebuilt, we've started from scratch, we're consolidating. Probably would help when we do our marketing that we don't also promote the Green Machine podcast at the same time. Just saying is all. I mean, Solzy, you know, might be an ass clown for tipping against the Raiders, but he did have a point that said that we were trying to leverage off his personal. I don't know, mate. He's got like three hundred followers, so let's just not fall for that old trick. <laughs> it still, it still amused me when he was talking about us leveraging off his um, personal popularity, because yeah. I thought, well, it's got to be better than ours. <clears throat> yeah, he's Danny Stewart, the uh, half brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> you know, first and foremost, I uh, want to give the lads a rep for that uh, disgraceful performance against the Cowboys the other night. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I hadn't had a beer since uh, New Year's Day until that game, but uh, after sitting through that shit show for 80 minutes, I uh, decided to get back on the horse, and I've uh, been on the Stewart sink for uh, four days constantly since. So uh, cheers for that, lads. <clears throat> You know, in regards to this uh, other piece of shit-ass news regarding uh, Josie Hudson, uh, uh, what does one say about that? <clears throat> uh, this club's had some uh, great rakes over the years. A uh, few that's bring to mind would be uh, uh, Stewie Flanagan. Uh, what a player he was. Uh, Trevor Waddell. Uh, and in more recent times, uh, Aiden Caesar, who uh, was a revelation as a uh, bench hooker. <clears throat> No, it was great to see Rick name Matty Frawley in that uh, exact role for this weekend's game on in uh, number 14. Uh, I think he could be the next uh, great rake for this footy club. So uh, I want to give Rick a rap for that uh, for that move. <coughs> but uh, back to Josie Hodgson. Uh, I always knew we uh, we had a good one when he uh, ran through that door in New Zealand. I, uh, I really uh, knew we had a guy that was cut from the right cloth. <coughs> Uh, so thanks for the memories, Joshy. Uh, it's a shame it had to uh, end the way it did. Um, and go, you green machine. But now it's the segment that everyone loves because there are things that really grind my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what grinds... Who, who, who loves this segment? I've love had it. zero feedback. I love it. People say how good Ask How the Week is. They say who's got a lift. Well, they... Yeah, but... No one's ever mentioned. I love it. Gears. I love hearing oh, Hawks say, "You know what grinds my gears." You know what grinds my gears. You know what grinds my gears. When you get a team in North Queensland, right? You get a team in North Queensland, tropical Australia, where the temperature rarely ever, even at night, drops below twenty degrees Celsius, right? And the humidity is always high. That you would make them come down to Canberra in July or August when the temperature is ridiculously cold right, and play a game of football when you could play it at the beginning of the season is ridiculous. What's just as ridiculous is when you could get a team like Canberra that comes from a ridiculously cold place that in the middle of the season, when Townsville's at its most clement, right, when it's at its most clement in the middle of their dry season up there, you know, in July and August, that that's when you take them. Because taking a side and throwing them, and notably, it's never the Melbourne Storm. It is never the Sydney Roosters. It is never the Manly Ringer Seagulls that go up there in the first teams or playing 40 degrees for the Titans. It's always the Canberra Raiders that get stuffed in those really hot zones at the beginning of the year. If you go back over time and look at who is playing in tropical and hot Queensland in those early matches, it's always the bloody Raiders. And I think the Dragons probably have a case to mount about this because I always see them up there as well. And it grinds my gears. There is, you know, 
Graham asked Clown Annesley, and I think he's he's in line to be a perpetual this year if he keeps continuing. Says, "Oh, we're not. No one's there trying to destroy the Raiders. No, 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 no. You're not trying to destroy the Raiders, but you suspend and fine our trainers for any marginal stuff. But you let the Roosters guy get away with whatever they want. You send the Raiders up to those ridiculously hot games, but you don't send the other side stuff. So it's not that you're out to get us. It's just you're not out to get the other ones. You're an ass clown, and you know." Maybe that's speculation. Possibility is speculation, but the stats seem to add up to it. Can I, can I make a point? If no. you if you're listening and you do happen to win one of those Audio Technica turntables, yes, don't put the Pork's greatest hits on there because it's starting to sound like a broken record. <laughs> it pretty much sounds exactly the same as last week's. No, Shut but up. what does happen is <laughs> the help. Sydney sides because they like they make a lot of money off those local derbies. They play each other twice, so we invariably play the Warriors twice. North Queensland twice and Gold Coast twice. Yeah. So we, well, we can play them in the middle of exactly. the year. We can play them in the middle of the year. And I'm sure they, they would prefer to play us. They can come down yeah, exactly. here. They can come down here now and we can go up there when they're coming down and here. And specifically, this year has been a really, I mean, I'm obviously not back home, but this year has been a really cold and wet summer. Like the, how many days in Canberra yeah. have been above 30 degrees and none of them have been above not many. 80 did, degrees. Did we get summer? Yeah, exactly. It's been raining non-stop. The last couple of days have been really nice. Actually, though. really yeah, nice. Yeah, but that's the yeah, last couple but of that, days. Enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it while they Okay, last. but the wait is over now. It's time for Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> this segment just gets, it's just blowing up. It's getting bigger and it's better huger. every every week. And it's so uh, this week we actually called for some of the listeners to nominate their Ask Clowns of the Week. So I've got quite a few I'm just going to read out. T-Mac. Good old T-Mac, mm. number one listener. Uh, Jake Granville for literally hitting CNK in the ass. Mm. <laughs> Late. What was that? I'm not sure. It was almost anyway. a, a cannonball, uh, but it was a cannon ass. So yeah. it didn't, didn't happen. Yeah, it was, it was It was very strange. It was. I'm sure he had quite a corked ass up that. Uh, BJ Shimmer. We kind of touched on this before, but he's nominated the Eels head of recruitment for signing a busted Hodjo. Uh, yes, he's done three three ACLs and 33 years old, and I won't keep on going about that because Tim looks as though he's going to cry again. Uh, Frederick McDonald, people who want to sack the manager. It's akin to uh, wanting to sack the manager at McDonald's because the 15-year-old stuffs up your order. Yeah, he might have a point there. And Tom's Darlings, Ask Clown of the Week, is Facebook knockers uh, for getting stuck into minus three knees, Josh Hodgson. Minus three knees. There's a play on three knees again. Mm. Uh, what's a bloke got to do to get some hero worship? Mm. I mean, he has given absolutely everything. He has. He has. Yeah. Yeah. And then some some very notable and notably reasonable um, Raiders fans. We're looking uh, at you, Phoebe. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't going to name them. I'm naming them. I saw what you wrote, Phoebe. I saw what you wrote. Well, it's actually, the, wrote. actually the one that kicked off was And right. you know what? When you wrote it, I actually sat up a bit. Usually <laughs> the usual suspects I don't. I'm thinking, yeah, okay. But when you wrote it, well, Gil, well, Gilby Gillard was the other one, and they were also said, made me sit up. Yeah, they they said that they were tempted to nominate Ricky after some of the uh, baffling team selections mm. Mm. Ricky came out with on Tuesday. I mean, it did it did re- there there are times when you kind of wonder about the bunker mentality, the siege mentality, and and that that team. I think we got to the point now. I mean, it's I know it's only round three, but you lose your seven and you lose your nine basically for the season. It's, is it almost time to start thinking about rebuilding? I mean, is is there any point no. in just sort of playing journeyman to try and? <laughs> I, I don't think it's a matter of rebuilding. I was like, they're here, play them. It's not rebuilding. What if you play them? Look, Kieran Foran and Daly Cherry Evans in 2011 were kids who were barely even tried. They ran them on. They won a stinking premiership. 
Why can't Trevelli and Schneider do the they same? They possibly thing? could. Why can't Savage be? You know, but I also think. I mean, I don't think Savage is the. I mean, I think he could be a potentially great fullback in many teams. But the way that we want to play this year at the moment, we need to maybe transition him or transition our style towards his style of fullback. But you know, I'm. I'm I have two ass clowns. One is Mitch Moses, just because I think Mitch Moses is an ass clown and he should be an ass clown every week because he carries on like an ass clown. Nice. Um, he gets hit. actually don't mind. Nah, oh, actually, I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed watching Parra that game. Yeah, uh, I've never I'm, seen a so bloke fly. I'm originally. It's ridiculous. But oh come on, that that tackle and that tackle in the air was a joke. No, that was. But and the, the fact that what did he get? 150 dollars. No, I get that. that but the way that he carried on when Ramey just tried to stop the try, or the way he fell over the week before against um, he fell over the week before against Gold Coast. Anyway, but Ramian was late. Ramian was late. That was that was late, and that was deliberate. I know it wasn't. You know, busting ribs. Style, it wasn't that late, mate. Dylan Brown, but it was it was late and unnecessary. Moses, anyway, but that was my prelude to. You know, if you think if you think about the good press that's going on and the good you know the good chat around Cronulla, right? Cronulla, mm. they got up and they won that game, and they barely won it with a play that was very similar to ours. And everybody's saying how they're on the right path. Fitzgibbon's a great coach. You know, Nico Hines yeah, is yeah. doing all this magical stuff and. And yet we beat them the week before mm. and we, we probably could have buried them, but we beat them. And then we went to Queensland, far North Queensland in the end of summer in 30 degree heat with a second, our third string, half, of all of that stuff, right? And our wingers out and our meter eaters and all that stuff. And we have a bad game, which any team can have. Um, well, most teams may be outside of Melbourne and, and the Roosters really, although the Roosters haven't started that great, but we had, a, we didn't have a great game. And yet, the chat is how we need to rebuild and the Raiders are this and that and this and that. And we're all asking for Ricky to throw the baby out with the bathwater and change team selections where if you, if, if you were Ricky and you were to say, to say um, Frawley and to Gula and the players that maybe we are all thinking, you know, maybe should be switched out. If you were to say to them after one bad game, you're done. And then the next guy comes in, whether it's Trevelyan and Sutton, and they don't play that much better. Then we have not just, Gula and and uh, Frawley unstable. We have the guys that replaced them unstable. I think you need to give them a couple of games before you flick them because mm-hmm. we did play well in that first game. And you need to build, you need to build confidence in the structures that we put in place in over the off season that we put in in the trials and we put in in that first game. And he, you listen to Brett White and the way that Ricky Stewart spoke after the game. They were fairly content with the way that our defensive structures held up. We gave up three tries off kicks. We completed terribly. I personally think the Cowboys were offside for a majority of that game. If not, they were not many they tackles, but especially time. on their goal line and no, especially no, no. the fifth tackle. In fairness to Grant Atkins, he kept a very, very good five meters. Oh my gosh, that game! I had friends that were texting me. Now it, it's on the Raiders to be able to readjust. You know, if if Atkins is going to yeah. play a short yeah, but, line, uh, then... also also too, Matt, Matt, if the Cowboys are consistently offside and rushing up and getting in our face. Why aren't we doing the same? Exactly. You yeah. know, their, their line speed Their line speed was a million miles an hour. Did you see our line speed? It was, yeah, it was terrible. And then our line so speed's if, an issue. If the other team's going to do that, mm. if the other team's going to do that, we've got to do the same. You mm. know, if the, if the ref's going to allow you to get away with that, why aren't we doing the same? We weren't. No, I agree. And that's where we're going to miss someone yeah, like punished. Hudson because he's the one that might be able to look at the bigger picture, you know. But I think we can't, we can't panic. And I've, I've noticed a lot of Raiders fans are panicking this week, really panicking. And I, so I just don't you're think we saying- need to. These Raiders fans who are panicking are your ass clown of the week. I think that's what I think that's what he's getting to. 
Because, I want to that, say that is genuinely where I land, but I'm I'm happy for you to go. That is, hang on a second, say, that is my last clown of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you do it way better than yeah, me, mate. Keep trying. <laughs> we know he's 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 a professional. He's a professional. He is. Professional ass clown. <laughs> What's yours? Ah uh, no no. Well, I'm gonna get to my ass clown in a sec. I just want to say one more thing about the the Xavier Savage thing. I think the concern that a lot of fans have, and maybe look, Ricky has explained to. Xavier Savage, what his plan is to get him involved. The concern we have is you look at Kalen Ponger at the Cowboys, you look at Reese Walsh at the Broncos, they weren't getting a game. They left, you know, they were undeniably these great talents that weren't getting played. Well, they went to another club that would play them. And straight away they showed what they could do. Yeah, but do. you look at the way that... So that's... that's... Look, honestly, Blake, and I'll, I'll shut up because I want to ask you this and listen, because I listen to the Green Machine podcast and they talk about this. So they can be my ass clan, actually, because they're calling for all these big changes. But I want to ask you this, Blake. Because I know you you know more about the Raiders than I do. You, you've got a brain like n- not many other Raiders fans. The Raiders are playing a different brand of football this year. We're trying to get our outside centers or our wingers out, uh, you know, free. And it's not necessarily CNK. Does Savage fit into the way that we're playing at fullback? The way the style that you see, no. he doesn't. No, I know you. You, you make you make and and you you've got, got a much better understanding of this stuff than I do. Uh, yeah, no, you make a good point. He doesn't. He he's doesn't. got. To, he's got to play. He's got to come in. He has X Factor. We need X Factor. He's got to come At in. 14? John Bateman brought X Factor. We need At X Factor. Oh, yeah. on the wing. Where, wherever he comes. Like Pappenhausen no, did for 14. Melbourne. At 14. Like Pappenhausen well, that's, that's, Melbourne that's came on thinking. tore up Parramatta and tore up Brisbane in the Magic Round two years ago. Mm. And then suddenly Melbourne yeah. changed the way that they play because of Pappenhausen. Is that is that how we bring but him d- in? Don't... don't... Well, well maybe exactly what we maybe do. we do because isn't isn't Craig Bellamy one of Ricky's best mates? If I was Ricky, I'd be getting on the phone and saying, you know, how did you bring how did you bring Pappenhausen in? Mm. You know, what what advice would you give me to inject? Ricky's never going to do that. Savage. So, I, I think the chances of that happening. I've often thought he the should. The chances of that happening are, are slim to freaking <laughs> nil. They're slim to they may be friends. Anyway, who's your ask clan? Uh, my ask clan of the week is I'm going back to the endless the bottomless well that is nrl 360 do i don't so. know if anyone heard it I'll, I'll try and dig up the clip and play it now uh so the clip is basically breath and talking about the woes of the west tigers and without the slightest hit of irony or self-awareness said that the west tigers have had a big problem over the years of signing players on overs that have failed to deliver Without without ever occurring that that he, he was one, one of them. He's one of the most notable examples. <laughs> he did he look, did pause uh, slightly. He's he did. I, <laughs> look, I, I'm got, coming round to Braith, but he yeah he has zero self awareness. I know I've got a special ask clown of the week this week, and, and it's you, Matt. It's Hollywood Leneves. Oh, um, bring it! You're bringing too much. You're bringing too much knowledge to the podcast. You're coming in, and it's making too much sense. It's sounding like you know a professional product. Whereas we are clearly not professional, you know. I mean, oh, we are open to receiving money, aren't we, Blake? Oh yeah. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll take your money we'll and take we'll it cash for comment. You want it? <laughs> You'll come in here and get it. Um, we even have sponsors who don't give us anything whatsoever <laughs> in the hope that one day they might. Speaking I'm, speaking of sponsors, I'm looking at you, Raiders Plumbing. Because <laughs> you are the sponsor of Ask Cloud of the Week. So if you need some crack in your ass, get Raiders Plumbing because not only will they fix your plumbing, but they'll give you plenty of ass crack. And that's for our Ask Cloud of the Week. Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here, and you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week. 
Now, I'm sure Tungy, I'm sure Tungy didn't mean that as a personal barb against you, Solzy. I'm sure there's many other people who claim to be hardcore Raiders supporters who don't tip the Raiders. I'm sure there are. So I'm sure it wasn't just you he was having a go at. Okay? I just want, I just want you to know that we're there. But uh, talking about ass clowns, here's the shark. Hello, everyone. It's your friend John. He's back again for another week of the shark attack, and I've uh, had a mild attack on my own about Saturday night, uh, sometime after the Raiders game. Actually, I uh, I tested positive for the old the big C, COVID nineteen. Yep, uh, I'm not certain if it was the Raiders that actually caused this, or you know, it was some sort of lingering infection. But you know, actually, you know, <clears throat> I'm starting to sound like Ricky Stewart over here or his brother Danny but I went you know I went to see the Raiders medical staff on Sunday and they diagnosed me with a hangnail you know they're like oh dude don't worry about this just a hangnail you know don't worry about the the shakes and the fevers and like the froggy voice and the headaches and all the other COVID-like symptoms it's definitely just a hangnail so yeah just uh just clip it off walk it off have a few beers you'll be fine but uh after I got a second opinion it turns out that I do in fact actually have um COVID-19 and all of the, uh, you know, the symptoms that I have that match up with the COVID-19 symptoms, you know, that probably could have, could have told you. So yeah, hopefully I get over this by Saturday so I can go to the game. But you know, if I don't, I'll probably still go anyway. I'm that committed of a fan. So if you want to meet me at halftime, come me a big smooch under the scoreboard, you know, like the old days, you know, come on, come see what it's like. All right. Go you green things. He's sick. He's got the he's the shark has got the Raiders COVID curse. He really has. This, this he, show is almost as cursed as the Raiders in in twenty twenty two. So Arnie Jay's just recovered from just COVID, recovered. and now the shark's gone down as well. Do you yeah. know this week in my son's school, half the class is actually off with COVID. So for class of twenty eight, there's only fourteen this week. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like well, the, let's hope they. I was just going to say it's like the chicken pox of back in the day. I think everybody's getting it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going down like that. But we do have, amongst all the doom and gloom that we've seen this week, there are reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. Now, I've, I've, I've sort of preempted what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Which yeah. is, what am I going to say? We can't do any worse. The good news is we played so <laughs> bad we won't play that. Is that right? Is that what you're going to say? No, well, you're looking nervous. One, 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 of, one of the no, nice things about having such a rotten display yeah. is that people really think, oh, well, my goodness gracious me, we'll get over that. And last season when the Titans came down on that cold night, we'd won the week before. Not well, but we'd won. And they had lost the week before. I was one of the few people who saw that flogging coming. I saw that flogging coming. Um, but I think that'll have its reverse. I think the Raiders are going to be very determined this week. They're going to really have their, their shoulders to the grindstone. I think we're going to see a very good plan coming in. I think we're going to see a good team effort, and I think we're going to see a win. That's reason to be cheerful. We've also got Rapa coming back. Yeah, I mean, he's, we've, I touched on it before. He's the talisman. He's the one player that can really lift the mm. squad. I mean, it used to be John Bateman. You know, it's been other people, but he's someone that consistently, like I say, I've never... The greatest Raiders winger of all time, in my opinion. Mm. You can give me your Chicka Ferguson's. You can give me your 
Chick is on the other wing, but yes, it's yeah. now Rafa. I'm not. I'm not arguing with that. There's, really there's never been a winger who's been as influential on on our side mm. as as Jordy Raps, and it's great to see him back. And it's hopefully, uh, you know, there's no no more shoulder charges. No, that would be good. Um, but talking about people who've been doing a bit tough, get just just getting to your um, your point that I actually made that we can't play any worse. I thought at half time when we were down eight six, I thought, well, the good news is we can't possibly play any worse than we did in that first half and we're only down by two points but and yeah, we did play we did worse play. I don't know. We did play worse in the second. I think my reason to be cheerful would be um, you know we've been playing a very different style of football this year and obviously you know through the preseason and then in the trials and in that first game it worked we had 22 offloads in that first game and yeah. we came up to that second game under the conditions that we've already spoken about but Clearly, Peyton and his focused so much his team on defense. Um, they've let in one try each game. And Hiku and Valentine Holmes were rushing up with that, um, that umbrella defense, that up and in, you know, to force us to turn back inside. At some point yeah. this year, we were going to encounter that. At some point this year, with new distributors like Whitehead and CNK, they were going to be asked questions of how to go to plan B. And Ricky was going to have to come up with a plan B. And we didn't have a plan B on the weekend. Well, we're going to need one. You know, if we're going to be able to compete with some of these teams well, that are focusing on how to shut us down. And clearly, we didn't play deep enough. For all, he didn't get deep enough. And Whiten didn't get deep enough. But I think we'll be better for that yeah. on the weekend. We really, we really, really, really well, I think. I, I, don't, I don't see the, the writing on the wall at all yet. I agree with that. I think the first people I really saw use that rushing up umbrella was the Roosters under Stewart, 2002, 2003, yeah. 2004. And the way they always came unstuck was the sides who did set deeper and when they rushed up, chipped over the top of them because it added that. Now, it didn't always work because the Roosters won more matches, far more matches mm -hmm. they lost in those seasons. But what you'll find is in the pivotal matches they lost, notably when they got into the finals or where they struggled, was where all of a sudden sides that were good enough to put those things in and have a person that's fast enough, a la Xavier Savage, to put in a chase, that's where they found themselves in trouble because all of a sudden that rushing up had a complete detrimental effect because all of a sudden they're exposed. Yeah, You've got to actually look at how sides are doing that because what was happening is Talagi was running up and jamming in diagonally, right? He did it four times, and normally the one where he got Frawley, I believe, with his shoulder into the chin, which last year in Magic Round was a send-off. Yep. Other people saw it differently. Talagi does that three times before he gets that one. We should have known that and done a cutout over the top of that straight to the winger because there was a mile, and we saw that when Chris went into the space because they well, finally that's, that's did the one that. Well, that's the one thing that we have to... Cut out. That's the one thing that we have to... I mean, I guess, as a club, if you think about some of the, you know, like Roosters with Sam Walker... Um, Cherry Evans, you know, there's uh, Jerome Hughes can do it. Like, do we have a player in our club that has the ability to throw that Harbour Bridge pass to the to the wing? George right? Williams did it. Yeah, and he's gone. CNK, I, I believe, <laughs> I used to I believe CNK can throw it one way, and I believe Jackie Boy can send it the other. Because we need that. But are they, that's one are way they we as can good as Josh Hodgson playing it? Are they good as, you know, other players that we've had doing that? No, they're not. But I think they can both do that. And if people are going to rush upset a bit deeper and throw that big, MF pass out there and make them come up. Now, we're going to drop balls doing that, but if people rush up, it's going to open up holes. We have to spread it wide and spread it early, so set a bit deeper and get those passes longer. I think I think there's lots to do with it. I still think our pack's as good as anybody. Yep. So for all the things we've suffered, apart from Josh Hodgson, I think our pack's as good as anyone's and we can do it. So it's just getting that stuff at the back line right. Stop we also got beaten through the middle as well. 
I guess yeah, the Cowboys. I'll give and that it, down to the heat and constantly handing over the ball. And, it, and we all knew that Tamalolo would come out and fire. Of course. If, if there's a side that can resurrect players down on form, it is the Canberra Raiders. Caelan Ponga, having a rotten match, play the Raiders. <laughs> Benjamin you know, Marshall. Jason Tamalolo, having a play, play the Raiders. It's all good. So uh, Lord Funkington, as we said, has been a bit down on his luck, pulled his Achilles, but you know what? He's out he's, here. I think he just tore it, man. I don't think he's pulled it. He's torn it. It's and, gone. And, and he's, uh, but I'll tell you this much, doesn't like the Titans. Raiders by 56. Yeah. You heard it here first. T-shirts coming soon. Here Raiders by 56. Raiders by 56. Here it comes. Lord Funkington all the way from his endone fueled stupor. G'day everyone. Lord Funkington here. Back from a week's rest and raring to go into this week against the Titans. A team of no consequence in the NRL. A team of no consequence to a champion team like the Canberra Raiders. But a team that we have managed to give up multiple, multiple 20-point leads to in the past. They're a team of scrubbers. They've got no one in particular. We stole their best halfback and then he hurt himself. Uh, so I don't expect there'll be too much trouble rolling over them this week. This time, when the Raiders get 20 to 24 points ahead, they're going to roll it ahead and win by 56. Now, setting that aside, some words for Josh Hodgson. We love you, Josh Hodgson. You changed the way the Raiders played. You changed the way the fans appreciated the, uh, the cerebral approach to the game. If you don't like Josh Hodgson, you're a moron and you know nothing about rugby league. And I'm sorry to lash out like that, but it's absolutely necessary. That'll do for this week. Thanks, everybody. Raiders by 56. Yeah. You heard it here first. T-shirts coming soon. Here Raiders by 56. Raiders by 56. Here it comes. Lord Funkington all the way from his endone fueled stupor. But he's still there. He, if, you know what? If he was at the ground, it wouldn't matter that he didn't have Achilles. He'd be at the ground, you know, if he's in Canberra. He's not, but if he was, he'd be there. We did sort of mention briefly the the uh, reserve grade is playing beforehand. So get oh, out yeah. there. I think it's five. Is it five o'clock? Something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's five o'clock. Yeah, get out there at five o'clock. Watch the reserves. Get see behind what... them. Get behind these people and, and, and pump up their tyres because they need it as much as anyone else. You know, see the future of the Canberra Raiders out there because it's good that we've got a reserve and grade. And potentially Jared Croker. Potentially, because the captain will need a lift. Um, but now it's time for who's got a lift? Who? Disappointing again. No, well he's trying. Oh, he was there. on time. It's just it, it just didn't come through. <laughs> he glitched. There was the, he there glitched was to that moment. Glitch on there, but he did try it. <laughs> well, the question is really who doesn't have to lift on this one? Um, I would say for all he's got a really big task. I'd say Starling's got a really big task because Starling is he, he, getting he, that ball out of dummy half and getting it wide, getting it wide quick is going to be vital. Starling is exactly, I mean, he's exactly the same as, as Damien Cook. And look, Damien Cook has had a rough start to this season because the South's forwards aren't as dominant as they were last year. And yeah. and Starling's the same. If he's not getting those, the quick ruck, you know, he's not, he's not as effective as he can be. And then it comes down to his passing and his passing's not that great, which was, you know, no more clearly evident than in that shocking pass. Mm. He threw at the head of Corey Hutter, we were in after we finally we were under pressure. Finally got the ball back. Got the ball back. They made a mistake and, and then straight <laughs> over. And and if there he's, was he's ever a time right for Tom Starling, right. if there was ever a time for Tom Starling to take that ball and run from dummy half, it was right then. But he yeah. didn't anyway. But he's he's got a lift. But I I strongly suspect we're going to see Frawley start and we're going to see Starling come off the bench. Um, well, that sort of makes sense. Uh, but that sort of makes that, sense. That'll be there. But, I mean, you've got down pretty because much like, everyone the, the, except Big Red, uh, Three Knees to Moko and Jackie yeah. Boy have to lift. And and kudos to Jackie Boy. We've been calling him for lift. He's lifted. He's lifting. Because if you look at the at the, the, the Frawley-Starling, you know, yeah. If Frawley starts, well, he does take the sting out of the game a little bit and then and then um, Starling comes on. Because yeah. the the opposite's not true. You don't take Starling off to inject Frawley for his pace. No, out you do not. No, you do not. But I, I still have a hope. 
one way or another that we're going to see Xavier Savage come in. I just don't know how that would work. I mean, maybe Semi Valame will pick up a knock. Maybe because, you know, quad strain for Cottridge. That's the only one. I, I, I wonder is, is he actually fit? Yeah, or that's the only one in? I wonder. We, we don't know. And we'll all be made very clear an hour before kickoff when we'll actually see what's going on. Last week, I was sure there were smoke screens. There were none. Well, so, we'll, we'll know at five o'clock whether um, Savage plays. Whether they keep him reserve as 18th man, which they probably will. I oh, know he'll be 18th man reserve. He's not. He's not going to play reserve, Greg. There's no chance. But there comes I, a point where he actually has to play a match. Um, yeah, well, he's named it. He's named to start reserve, Greg. But yeah, that's good. Um, you got anyone else to lift there, Matthew? Yeah, I mean, I don't like singling out players, especially when the completion rates at 56. percent See, so, it more I as mean, encouraging, encouraging players rather than singling them out. My my concern is how much we're going to miss Hodgson and how. How crucial um, Tom Starling's left to right pass from the ruck is. Uh, it's I was watching it closely today, and you know he can hit a really nice spiral from the ground right to left, and he's left to right. He's kind of it's, it's not as clean. So th- that's where we've now, in the last two games, we've had some pretty critical mistakes. So there was the forward pass to Horsburgh at the beginning of the second half against I thought Cronulla. That was super marginal. It was marginal. Oh, no, I, but, no, no, I was talking about a forward pass in the in the a Cowboys match. There was one that was called, and I thought, Ooh, that, that was the Papali, the Papali'i one was marginal yeah. as well. When oh, we I were, thought that was, was that, that was highly marginal. Line. And the, or whether it was that pass, that was a terrible pass to Hadawira Nida. But um, you know, I mean, I don't think there was anyone in particular that let us down on the weekend. I think it was a team effort, and and you just like to think that you know, as a team back home in front of the home fans. Um, you know, playing for each other after mm. such a disappointment on the weekend that we probably, everybody's got to lift. So hopefully... Well, hope, and, and you know who really has to lift here, people? All of you, Blake and the Portlets, who can get to the ground. Get to the ground. Don't be the failure. You be the best 18th man there possibly can be. Yeah, the people who get Get there, to the ground, yeah. just keep an eye out for Arnie J because yeah. he's going to be cutting loose. He's going to be cutting he's loose. He's going to be ripping, ripping and tearing. He'll be ripping and tearing. You know, he's a wild man. We can't stop him. We've tried. We can't stop him. He's crazy. The, and shark, reckons he's gonna, the shark reckons he's going to try and keep him in check. But And our biggest problem is the shark and Arnie J getting on the cans beforehand. <laughs> so the chances are that the shark is going to shank someone in the terraces because you know that's what he's all about. Being a Philly boy, that's what he's all about. All right. we should, Arnie we, J, he's there. But we do have a listener of the week. Yeah, before and we go. Me. We have a loyal listener sitting all the way over there in Bay 69 who listens to us every week and is right on board with us. And we're talking about none other than Sarah Johnson. Loyal listener. You know what I love more than anything else is a person who comes every damn week with their significant other, loves, absorbs the Raiders, loves it, pays their bloody membership, turns up every week, but listens to Blake and the Pork and then tells people how good it is. Well, you know what? We think you're bloody good too, Sarah Johnson, don't we, lads? Oh, 100%. And you're our listener of the week. You're our listener of the week. Um, look, before we end end the show, look, a good friend of the show and 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 songmaster Dennis Carnahan's come out with a a good piece on our favourite fullback, um, which we thought we should listen to. Yes, and um, someone who I you didn't mention who's got to lift, but CNK. I mean, he can't possibly play as badly yeah, as he did against. He doesn't them. have to lift because I know he will lift. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm he certain can't, he'll lift. Uh, possibly have a game as rotten as that one. Look, I'm putting it on now. I'm putting a lazy five bucks on CNK to score a hat trick this weekend. No chance. No chance. You Let's just hope now. he catches Has he ever scored a hat-trick in his entire career? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know, but this is the weekend, and I'm sure it's going to be a good odd, so get on that. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And that's Hollywood Matt Neves, isn't it, Matthew? It is. 
and and we'll we'll he's, talk he's about it. He's, he's, he's embracing <laughs> it. He's really embracing it. Anyway, we'll talk at you again soon. Ricky needed a number one After Anthony Milford had flown And Rapana tried But he wasn't quite right So they signed James Tedesco But he backflipped They gave Jack White Turn and go Jack's best at six They still needed a number one When Andrew McFadden came home He said I'll fix that Signed Nichols Clarkstadt He's stuck behind RTS He's worth a try He gives his very best Every single time Take a chance on chance Take a chance on chance Oh, when he runs It's like he's dancing You never see him walking He keeps the life together to make a line break Not sure about his haircut The long hair suited better But you know there is No one as pure as him But he was unfairly sent to the bin It was tragic He even plays through pain At the end of the game The one on injured part His chance is hard He changed the way we should say his name He's still C and K, but now it's Charles Nichols Star. He signed a long-term deal, so we'll stick around. Even though sometimes we lose, he never lets us down. Take a chance on chance. Take a chance on chance.